Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. And it's brought to you by the DC Unconvention 2017, the second annual conference for IT business owners. Learn from fellow techs and business owners, get business strategies that work in the real world, and discover new tech. Learn more at unconvention.io. All right, guys, today we have a special show because Paco LeBron is going to be taking over. I'm out, so he's in, and he's got some awesome stuff in store for you. What is he going to do? I'm not quite sure. You're going to have to stick around and find out. All that coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder page and click the following tab, and this is on Facebook select see first so that the live stream will jump to the top of your feed. Now keep in mind, we will not be streaming live this week or next week. We'll be back with live episodes starting July 12th. So right now uh, there's going to be no live stream for the next two weeks, but you can uh, catch our recorded show uh, and subscribe to it on iTunes or Stitcher or YouTube. Watch the recorded shows there and then we'll be back live on Facebook starting on July 12th. So that being said, this episode, uh, since I'm not here, this episode is going to be uh, taken over by Paco. But before that happens, I just want to give a quick shout out to both of our sponsors. Uh, First of all, TechSite Builder, that's a place you can go if you want a nice, fresh uh, look for your website, for your computer business, and also uh, if you want your website to be effective. Those are the two things that TechSite Builder is going to do for you. It's going to give you a clean, modern professional-looking website, and it's also going to uh, make it very effective. So clients are going to call you, they're going to find the info they need, and it's going to be more effective for you. We also build in lots of SEO goodness, and we can create lots of content for you uh, to make your website really rise above the rest of the competition. So check that out at techsitebuilder.com. Also, check out the Unconvention at unconvention.io. Uh, That is the event for computer business owners. So if you want to get out uh, and mingle and network with a bunch of other like-minded business owners, uh, learn from them, learn what's working for them, and uh, you can learn from each other. We're going to have working groups. We're going to have labs. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have vendor discussions. And it's all going to be in two days of intense and fun an intense and fun gathering in Washington, D.C. This is September 16th and 17th. Uh, And to learn more about that, head on over to unconvention.io. All right, let's hand it over to Paco for the rest of the show. Hey, everyone. This is Paco LeBron, your Chicago tech. And as you can tell, we are missing a person. Uh, As everyone knows from last week, we have uh, Matthew Rodella. He is uh, serving um, on National Guard duty. So we appreciate everything that he does for his service. So I went ahead and brought the big guns out and brought none other than Lisa Hendrickson. 
Um, and for those of you who do not know who she is, she will get into who she is in a little bit here. Um, so we just wanted to go into it. This is going to be a little bit of an off format of the show. Um, as everyone knows, we're basically going ahead and recording. Um, as you heard on the intro, we are not streaming live um, this week. We're hoping to work out the kinks and see if possibly get it streaming next week. Um, Matt will still be out next week, but I'm hoping to get that all sorted out and hopefully we'll be streaming next week. So keep in tune. We may be able to get that going. If not, um, just catch us as we release the video uh, podcast on Fridays per normal on the computer business marketing, uh, dot com. But as we kind of go in there, just talk a little bit about what's going on in my world. Um, it, pretty much same thing. Uh, we're working on thing. It's not, not, not nothing too new. Um, I basically have been, uh, as everyone knows, trying to get everything stable. Um, gotten a couple good clients. Uh, an interesting one. They have an e-commerce business that is located uh, in several locations. Uh, one in Chicago, one in New York, and a couple overseas. I believe two. Um, so if it sounds like that, the developers are not too much of a worry. Their main basis is here locally in Chicago. Um, but there are about close to 20 people in this business. So, um, it's going to be interesting because I've always put a limit on myself on only having, uh, 10 people in a particular business that I want to support. That's kind of the limit that I put on myself. So this is going to allow me to kind of, uh, scratch that, you know, attainable growth and see if I'm going to be comfortable with that number of 20 and see if that's something that we want to keep going till I get to my limit on what I can do for support without providing help. Um, other than that, trying to be consistent, improving branding. Um, as I had mentioned in the last episode where I had uh, a couple things going on with my phone systems and noticed that there's a lot of, uh, different voice prompts that are listening. So when you call my number, you'll hear my voice, uh, when someone's trying to leave a voicemail, they'll hear an automated voicemail when it's during business hours because that's Regis's voicemail system. Uh, if it's called after hours, it's a voice prompt that I had um, purchased from Fiverr, um, one of those uh, who recorded all my audio greetings, which is a little bit older. Um, so basically, I'm re-recording all those greetings because now I have this great mic uh, that I've been using for quite some time now. So getting all that audio and uh, and just putting it up there just to give a more personal feel for my business. And that way, um, we also introduce some pictures of our team as well, just to give to humanize uh, the brand and the logo. So um, that's kind of what's going on in my end. Nothing really earth shattering. Um, I have been attending a live uh, or not live, a uh, on-demand webinar type deal called the Local Marketing Summit. Um, it's uh, by the Local Marketing Institute. I'll uh, make sure to include that link in the uh, show notes. I believe they're going to be offering an on-demand access to it after it's been launched. It's actually going on live now. Um, and it also was day one yesterday and today was the last day. So um, and all it talks about is specifically local marketing. So um, has been really good, uh, really good information. And just thought that uh, I give that out for anyone who's trying to uh, just really focus on local marketing um, on their end. So as we kind of move forward, uh, we will always talk about what is going on with the computer business marketing Facebook group and uh, some of the cool things that we like to highlight. And one of those topics that we highlighted, which our good friend Matt Rodella had put out, is does your business website have a blog? And you know, if so, how often do you post? What do you write about? So, you know, so forth and so on. And we got a lot of great feedback. And it seems that the big gen, gen, general term or the general uh, consensus is either A, they're creating blogs for tips and tricks um, for their end customer in mind, 
or they just don't blog at all because they just don't like blogging or they just don't want to deal with it or it's something cumbersome that they just don't have time for. Um, and that's kind of why we wanted to have this episode, um, which is, as I mentioned before, I had brought on Lisa Hendrickson from Call That Girl. And she has been really active in the blogging space and really getting into, as far as in the tech area, making blogging work for her business. And I could tell you that personally, when you search, um, I forgot the term, I think it was like virus removal, if I'm not mistaken, Lisa. I think you had written a blog back in like 2014 and you're literally still on first page preference. Um, so without going any, uh, going any further, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Lisa again uh, for the three people that don't know who Lisa is because she's very popular and very active in our communities. Um, Lisa, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're kind of doing these days? Oh, man, what am I not doing these days, Pago? <laughs> well, this year, uh, in August 2017, is my 10th year of business. I'll be, so I actually can say I'm in my 11th year then. Uh, all You know, through all the years, I've done a lot of different things. And uh, blogging was something I did in 2008 by just because it was fresh. People were just talking about it. So blogging has a big part of my business and a big footprint for sure. I've learned through all the years, though, that blogging is helpful for some things and other things it's not. You know, so maybe today we'll try to cover the things that from what I learned that people don't need to waste their time doing because I see a lot of it out there, a lot of time wasting. But in other words. Things I'm doing is I, um, I market my business as an Outlook expert. So if you go to Google and type Outlook expert, I'm on page one in the world. And that came from years of blogging. <laughs> so if you want to become international, you know, on Google ranks, you have to spend a lot of time with a lot of blogging because it, the ads don't work for that and stuff. That's all organic. Right. And this is not something, so, uh, and as everyone knows, she's synonymous for Office 365, Hosted Exchange, really helping on in that realm. But that's not really where you started, was it, Lisa? And kind of, this is kind of just, you kind of molded into this niche over time. Um, why don't you kind of talk about a little bit as how you kind of grown through that process? I know a lot of our listeners ha- are aware of your story, um, but just for those that haven't, uh, you know, if this is the first time they're listening to you or first time seeing you, um, just so they can get a little bit to know about kind of how you've went through your journey too of the 10 years that uh, so far you've had your business open. Well, what's funny is I was looking through my memories of my first year and all the mm-hmm. marketing I did. I put Outlook assistance on all my marketing because ah, okay. when I was out searching other competitors, I was out Googling every day. I didn't have any clients. I noticed none of them did Outlook, and I had seven years' experience with it. So that was one of my things that when I started getting into LinkedIn, it was a hook for me. People were like, oh, you know Outlook? And nobody knew it. So even back when I was doing home service and going to people's houses, I was doing a lot of Outlook work. So in the first three years of the business, it was just me. I went to people's homes, and I started having an office. Then 2010 to 13 is when I did the stores. And I had three of them. So the funny thing is, is I had all the techs doing the hardware and the other work. And I was always on the phone, remoting, doing Outlook work. So a lot of people didn't understand that. So in 2013, when I was like, I'm done with all the stores. And the reason why is I'd be on a call billing somebody at $129 an hour for a remote job. And someone would walk in the store and want to talk for a half hour about a $40 power supply replacement. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're done with the store. I was losing money. So I actually kept the store for a while and shut the doors and just didn't act like I was open. So okay. it was like an office. Okay. 
So then 13, I went remote only. And, you know, if you're going to go remote only, you have to stop the calls for the hardware work. I had to find referral people. And then I um, did some um, remote services because I had a big clientele that wanted to still the, the computer repair services done. But it was in, I think, 2014 that I said, I'm done. I'm closing the doors on all that. I took off all the marketing on my website. I took off all the blogs, all the computer repair Minneapolis page one rankings, took it all off because I just didn't want to deal with it. And that was part of uh, what I would say I niched out. Okay. And then just to let the folks who are listening know is that Matthew Rodell and I also worked on a business course called the Computer Business Breakthrough that has a lot to do with my story and Matthew's. We both started doing computer repair. We both niched out. And we'll talk, we can talk about that later. But, you know, so I went from home service to the stores to just remote to just Outlook. And the reason why the Outlook took off was because I was blogging about Outlook in 2011 and 12. And the blog started getting hits. And I remember people calling me and I'm like, how are you finding out? How are you finding my stuff? And they're like, on the Internet. So mm -hmm. my blogs, what I was doing was writing so much content that it was coming up high when people were searching. And then a light bulb went off and I was like, okay, maybe I need to start writing more blogs and more blogs. And then I started being a blogger. But see, there's a difference between being a blogger and being a, uh, a tech blogger, I guess. Mm, okay. So it was when people so. think blogger, they're thinking like fashion people and stuff like that. But I'm a tech blogger and it's a whole different life. That. Gotcha. Yeah. And a side note, so for those that don't know, um, as Lisa had mentioned, there's a lot of products that she has offered. And uh, one of the f uh, first products that I ever picked up was her ebook on how to get into remote support. And it wasn't until I picked up this book that I actually went into remote support. Um, and I tell this story a lot. And uh, Lisa still is thrilled by this day that she just can't believe it, that it, before I picked up this book, I did no type of remote support because it was one of those where I never knew how the pay structure was going to work. I didn't know how it was the proper way of doing the, 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 the cadence or the order that I should be doing these type of things. Um, and then the, my biggest worry was, you know, I do all this work over the Internet. I never met this person. And then, OK, it's time to pay and I hang up the phone. So, you know, and, and Lisa really goes through a lot of that. Um, and she has many other books as well. Um, but that was one of the first books I ever picked up. And because of that is how I got into remote support and kind of, you know, expanded my uh, skill set from there. So just a little side note that if it wasn't for Lisa, I definitely wouldn't be into remote support and not understanding it. And if I ever did, it probably would be a lot more delayed than when I got into back in uh, when I was getting starting to get involved with the Podnuts Network. Um, remote book like, was fun, by the way. It was a good time. Yeah. It's kind of had its days because everybody can do it now and they figured out stuff. But back right. in the day, it was so exciting of a time when I wrote that book. I wrote three editions because mm -hmm. and the third edition was a complete new book. It okay. took, I, see, <laughs> I think I bought the if I if I remember correctly, I either bought the second edition or I bought the third edition. I'm pretty sure it was the third edition because then I think after that point, you just started appending it with blogs to the site. Just letting everyone know that, uh, hey, the updates are going to be on this special site that if you purchase the book, there's going to be a members area for you on any updates that come for that book. Yeah. And I actually, if you buy the third book, I give you version two also. So it's like okay. two books in one and it's literally over 150 pages of just mind boggling yeah. remote info. But uh, I have six ebooks I've done. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of done with the ebook phase now. I moved on to video training and stuff like that, a little more quick bites things. So, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, as we discussed too, video now is just, I mean, it's everywhere now. I mean, everything is now video courses, video marketing, video ads, just video self-help. I mean, everything is now video is such a big piece now. Um, so why don't we, do, you know, we, we, we let, uh, we kind of teased enough about, uh, blogging and, and the differences of tech blogging. Um, and I know that you got some good information and stuff for us as well. And for those, and this is the reason why you should be tuning in slash going to computerbusinessmarketing.com is Lisa will be sharing some, uh, good information on her screen. So for those that are be, that'll be listening on the audio podcast, um, please definitely check out the website so you can get some of the context as we start sharing some of these screens and start talking through some of that information. But Lisa, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just leave it to you. And as I'll, I'll kind of go in, as we start really asking, you know, sure. I guess the first question would really be is, do we really need to blog on our websites? Well, here's what I tell people is if you're not blogging now, you probably will never blog. Okay. And if you think, well, I need to go hire a company to blog for me, then you're wasting that time and money. Go find other things that are going to work better for you, like Google ads or whatever, mm -hmm. because blogging is kind of a craft and the best bloggers are ones who write their own content. All right. So yeah. if you go hire a company to blog for you, sure, they're repurposing other, other blogs. Okay. They're not writing one for you. They're taking it, managing the words, putting it out there. And really, a blog is not going to do you any good if your website's not getting traffic, okay? So if you go put out something about the, a crypto virus for your clients to read on their blog, on your blog, what you're doing is just putting out information, which is fine. But honestly, to me, if you're not blogging and you're hiring a blogging company, you're, you're wasting a call to action. Okay. Now, is it because of the more the specific and the more detailed in nature of it? Or is it more just the fact that that person is just going to be outside of the realm and you can tell them what they want to write. It sounds good. You put it up and then there's really no traction because it's not really directly to the customer. No, the customers read it as blah, 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 too technical writing. And the thing yeah. is what they're, even me, I am a technician and I read this going, yeah, 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 done. Our attention spans are literally 15 seconds or less. Last year, it used to be a minute. I honestly am seeing like, I read stuff, I'm on to the next thing if I'm not interested. We all have ADHD, the social media frenzy and reading what's interesting. So yes. to me, I'm telling people, if you have a blog link up and you're hiring a blogging company, and if you've never had a, a client say to you, I read your blog and that's why I want to hire you, it's, you're wasting a call to action. Because on your website, I learned this from uh, Bryce Whitty at Technable, is okay. the top of your navigation bar is your top money. So if you have something that distracts somebody away from that, like a blog, and let's say someone goes to go Google what crypto virus is, you're lost them because yeah. they're on to the next thing of Googling that. And then they're onto another lead and they might come back if they specifically wanted to hire you. But the point of blogging for me and what I do is to get them to call me. Okay. But I do national, international blogging for my business though. So it's different, but let's say you're a tech support guy in Chicago. You got lots of competition. So why would you want oh, to yeah. send someone off to a blog when you can be like, hey, there's a virus out there right now that's killing computers. Call me to get protected. That's better than telling them all this. All, I mean, you should see the one I saw today. It was just so full of tech words. I was like, I don't even understand it. <laughs> Clients don't want to hear about cybersecurity issues. I'm yeah. sorry. They're either going to be protected or they're not. <laughs> right. You know, they're not, gonna, they're not going to go, oh, my God, I read a blog today. I need to get protection. No, they don't think like that. So that's just one thing I try to, to focus on. If you notice on my website, if you're listening, go to callthatgirl.biz. You don't see a blog link because all my blogs are hidden under the hood. 
Okay. Mm. And the reason why is because that's all my secret marketing. So I'll tell you guys what I do for blogging. And if anybody is super interested in what I do, um, Matthew and I go through it in the computer breakthrough class, business breakthrough class in detail. But this is kind of like a, a quick detail one. All right. So uh, why text don't blog? They're not content writers. A lot of them don't understand the value, which we just covered. Um, right. The value, what I find, is is that the people read it, and the, I, I'll talk about it here in the next section, but I tell a story. I'm the writer. I call people folks. I, I talk about my clients. I share personal experiences, so that makes people feel emotional with me, okay. and they want to call me. See? So there's a difference. I always talk to a person when I write a blog, not to the audience. I make okay. it feel very personal, okay? Gotcha. Um, let's see. So I'm trying to get on my list here. We did cover a lot of this stuff already. So there's four types of blogging that I've done for years. And I think when I was telling you earlier that when I started blogging about Outlook, I started finding, oh, I have a niche here. I just didn't know it was out there. And when you start to get excited, when you find something working, you want to keep doing it. But it took me a long time to figure it out. It wasn't like overnight. So what started me off first was I was really competitive with the word computer repair Minneapolis. Everybody in Minneapolis wanted to be on page one. I spent six months, Paco, at night while I was writing all these books, grueling over spreadsheets of competition keywords, and I was tweaking my blog every night. Wow. It was like this underground, like, passion. So when you say tweaking your blogs, are you referring to the new content, new blogs you were writing, or the previous blogs that you had on your site, you were tweaking the keywords in there? What I found was there's certain areas of your blog that, that Google picked up as the H1, which is okay. the first paragraph, which if you don't make it an H1, it just is a regular paragraph. So that's one of the things. I'll, I'll talk about that here a little bit more too, but um, the other thing was I, I found tags, I found pages, I found services. I mean, I had spreadsheets that had workbooks you wouldn't believe. I had every (laughs) single detail, data recovery, all the services. I knocked it all down, and I finally hit page one for Computer Repair Minneapolis, and it was the joyous moment of my life. But that was I did that before the Outlook work. So then I was like, well, Outlook should be easy, right? So here's the four things I do. First thing I do is if I have a certain story I want to tell, I'll blog about it. But no one's going to go search that blog title. So that's a social media sharing blog. And then you go to Facebook and say, hey, I read this blog about this, this client who lost all their data and they cried and I cried with them, you know? So that's a story. And that's really an emotional piece of a blog that people like and they will read it, right. okay? So that's where you write it. Right. And it shows that you're human as well. Exactly, and I don't write as many of those, but I do add them to my other blogs. So I'll tell you here in a minute. So my other favorite one is error blogs. So when I okay. go to Outlook and I fix an exact error, I get a screenshot of uh, an error, mm-hmm. I'll go and Google, see how many people have done it, and then I go and whip out an SEO blog, uh, an error, I get everything in the spots because I know how to do it, I write up how I fixed it, and then I go post it, and I'm on page one. Because I have all the Outlook keywords already, so you wouldn't be on page one probably, but I've got thousands of words with Outlook, so Google loves my site for that. And notice my domain is calledthatgirl.biz. No matchup with Microsoft Outlook, okay, or Office right. 365. So, but once you have enough keywords, like let's say you blog a lot about data recovery, it'll eventually catch up. Exact error blogs are really awesome because not a lot of people know how to do it. So that's a okay. trick, okay? Put an exact error and you tell people how to fix it. 
Then at the end, you put a call to action. If this fix did not work for you, please call me because I can't control what your Windows is doing. So I can probably repair it though. There you go. So it's. And you got your call yet? Yeah. Call to action at the end. And I'm going to show you guys some examples of how I do that all the time. Okay, the next one is bait click or clickbait, right? Mm -hmm. Now, nobody likes to hear about how amazing someone looks or you're shocked at their age differences. But what I do is um, I call them this, and I don't know what the exact word is, but like five tips for using Microsoft Outlook. Ten mistakes you could avoid with Microsoft Outlook. You know, the, the number thing? Yeah. We love those because we're like, oh, here's five tips I can learn about something. You know? So maybe a technician could write... Five ways to interview your new computer tech to make sure you have, you know, you got to have a good title that's going to be catchy. And I, I don't call it clickbait or big click, whatever, but I just didn't know what to name it. Right. Just essentially headlines to create. Now, yeah. have you noticed that there's a particular, so like you said, like I know I've noticed that as well, where whenever I mention a particular number on, you know, three sec three steps or, you know, to actions to take or whatever it is, have you noticed a particular number being like the sweet spot? Um, or I'll show you on my, my, my biggest one I ever had. Sure. And it was, uh, I think it was five. Okay. So to me, it was kind of like just enough to get people to bite. Gotcha. Um, then my favorite blog is the SEO blogs. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you that I am now starting to offer SEO services. Oh, okay. I have decided to branch out the business and eventually it might branch off to its own company, but I am in love with it so much that I'm going to offer it as a service. I've okay. done test clients. I've gotten paid by some. I just picked up a big rug company, National, that's going to hire me to do only a certain blog. Okay. It's called the SEO blog. And anybody, okay. if you go to Computer Repair Chicago, Illinois, if you're not on page one, that's going to take you a long time to get on page one. Right. And it would take me a long time to get you on page one because Chicago is a huge town. Right. But I mean, with the right amount of blogging, you could do it. But do you have the capacity to handle that kind of traffic? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, right, and, and right, and that's a big thing where a lot of people, it's, and especially with our community, like, and I learned that once I joined our community, and the communities I mentioned is the Podnuts, the Mike Smith Show, the you know, the Office Three Sixty Five Show, or no, you changed the name recently uh, of your show, correct? Uh, it's Office Three Sixty. Call that girl's Office Three Sixty Five Show again. Okay, I played um, around. <laughs> um, you know, in all these communities, the Podnas communities, like, and that's what, and that's what I'm referencing to as communities. And once I got involved, because I was one of those techs that used to think, oh, this competition, I can't get my competitors all the secret sauce. And you, you hit it right in the head. And this is what, what woke me up and opened my eyes was even if you had all the business in your particular town, can you handle all that business coming in from that town? And exactly that. I mean, Chicago, I, let alone the zip code that's next to me is 30,000 people. I couldn't handle that whole zip code if they all came to me. And that's just a particular area of the zip code in my uh, in Chicago, let alone the entire town. So there's enough work for everyone. And exactly like you said. So here's what I would say if you were a new client to me and I wanted SEO services, I'd say, let's pick your suburb or your community, which in Minneapolis, there was hundreds of little communities called Linden Hills or Kenwood. You can conquer a community because right. people love supporting local. And when yeah. they're on their phones, they're going to look up Computer Repair Kenwood because they want someone down the street. So that's where I can help people get those SEO keywords. Um, I'm only okay. going to be helping one person per community because I have a large span of technical friends. So I'm not going to be like, I'll do two in your area. I'm only going to do one. 
My pricing is going to be uh, pretty fair, but the first set of blogs we do is going to be a lot of me doing all the research and all the work. So you pay right. for like the first set. And then I'll have a more affordable, smaller set of blogs you can buy. Right now gotcha. I have about 70 keywords I've built up. I literally could have hundreds, but I'm only mm. going to work on like 70 of the top most expensive repairs. Because computer repair, I'm never going to do for someone unless you are in the dinkiest town. Because it ain't worth my time or your time to get that. So right. I'm like, I tell people, pick data recovery, pick, you know, printer repairs, uh, things like that, that people are going to Google specifically. Mm -hmm. But the SEO, I found this out with the Outlook stuff, even though I knew it from the computer repair Minneapolis. It was so important to me that it took me almost a year to get Outlook consultant. Okay. Wow. Number one. It took a long time for Google to finally say, we love you. And we're going to rank you on page one. <laughs> Office 365 expert, I'm on page one, but I don't rank number one. But I'm on page one. And you know how come that took so long? Because I used the word Office 365 in a lot of my blogs. Got it. Then eventually, I was ranked with some company number 16 of Office 365 blogs in the world. Because oh, that's how nice. much content I'm cranking out. But actually, nice. it didn't make sense because they found it on my YouTube so I was like, I don't know the correlation, but YouTube and Google. <laughs> well, I was with the great competition of mine, so I was like, I'm thrilled to be in the list. But the thing is, is that I'm a serious, like, all my Outlook stuff, the office, email recovery, OST fixes, all the stuff I do, I've ranked high for. So I'm lucky that mm -hmm. what I do for work, I'm good at the marketing. Gotcha. So how much time do you normally, like, set aside, or is there a particular day that you put aside just to sit down, think about it. Cause there's probably a lot of techs that are interested in doing it and just haven't had, or quote unquote, not the time to do it versus, you know, having to go ahead and hire another company because they don't want to do it. Um, for those that are really wanting or just starting out who want to get into mm -hmm. it, um, do you dedicate a particular hour time, et cetera? Or is this some of, or is this something that whenever you have some downtime, uh, from your busy day, you kind of just pick a couple things here and there, not jot it down. And then when you have the time, you kind of just crank it out. Well, when I'm troubleshooting an issue and if I can't, uh, if I don't know the error, I go and take a screenshot of it right away. And then okay. I, if, I'm like everybody, I go to Google and type in the error if I don't know it, because there's a lot of weird errors. And when I find the fix, I will put it in my to-do list to go and blog about it. Now, remember, I'm dealing with these crazy outlook issues, and sometimes I have to find the fix through four different blogs of other people's. I always backlink credit the person if it's an exact answer because okay. sometimes they don't know how to SEO title that correctly, so I do them a little favor. I'll go do it with the error, and then I say, I found the answer on this page. So if anybody says I stole their stuff, no. If you give credit, you're not stealing. So plus right. I write my own blog anyway, but I always say, look, thank you to this person because they might've titled it something weird. Right. And I want people to find that exact error to help them because right. my, my SEO stuff is kind of like, you know, I tried to be like a little angel out there, you know, like help people. And then they remember me for later. So that's right. part of my marketing is I get a lot of thank you emails and stuff like that. But anyway, during my day, I make a list of stuff and then I work on the blogs during my jobs. Okay. Now, sometimes I do a big SEO project where I will actually find something that needs a lot of like blogs, like 30 of them. And then I actually make that into a project. I put tons of hours into it, like uh, OST recovery. That's one of my big ones because with Outlook, let me see how I rank on that one. With, uh, I took, oh my God, two weeks on this project. Hmm. Um, 
But the thing is, with the IMAP and the Outlook and all the problems that it's having, I had to really get the news out to people. And that, to me, was really important um, that I shared this. And I had to do a lot of blogging to, um, yeah, I didn't rank on page one for that. But, you know, the point is I, I worked on some marketing affiliate links for the products I want to support. And I really put the time in. But that's what an SEO blogger does. Right. You're going to make a count, you know. So I had to work on that. And then when that project was done, I was happy because it was a project. And I was like, whew, now I can go do something else. I did, uh, I think, four different um, SEO blog projects this spring. And that's what made me want to do the SEO services. I was like, I just could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> I could literally do this all day long. Gotcha. Did you go want to see some screenshots? Of so why don't we go stuff? into a little bit of the uh, like the details that you were mentioning on some of the examples? Um, just a couple we can uh, just go through, so that way, okay. um, just so they can get an idea of exactly one for those that are just kind of hey, they're great, you know. But I I'm the type of person that really needs to you know see what she's talking about because it all sounds yeah. ran and dandy, but I know once I touch that keyboard, it's going to be lost upon me. Um, so I'll let you kind of just. Uh, just something, some of the simple ones, just the simple things that uh, that you see that make a, a big impact and uh, kind of go from there. Well, here's something on LinkedIn that they let you do is push a blog article. It's called their publishing thing. So I started okay. doing it, uh, looks like three years ago. Now, this little blog here, how to check Gmail mailbox, it only got 300 and some hits. You know, and then I did another one, Windows 10 update. I did it... Uh, that was when, remember, Windows 10 was pushing it to everybody? Ah, and, gotcha. yeah. So then that got 500, but this guy over here got 58,000 views. Ooh. Now, this is my mother load. So it was five common issues Gmail has with Microsoft Outlook, okay? And now this is on LinkedIn that you posted yeah. this blog on? Okay. Yeah, I have updated this sucker like a lot of times. Okay. So even though I don't have a lot of this and that, this marketing is the awesome. I put, here's the original blog, Okay. Okay. So then we're going to open that over here so I can show it to you. I put an update out just last month. I tell people a story of updates that have happened. So then they get over here. Here's another link. Here I got some videos. Here I got some office. Then I don't even get to the real one till down here. Okay. Which obviously I get a ton of calls from this. So this was awesome marketing. So I put down the tips, email overload, synchronizing, a video, uh, hidden filters, all the little things that people want, they're getting it all, okay? Then when they come over to this blog, over here, this is the real blog. I actually renamed it Six Issues, but it's still called uh, Five. Then this okay. is kind of a, a similar, you know, story. Now, because these two hit so well, I think if you go to Google and type in Gmail Outlook Problems, just type that in. My blog is right here at the top from LinkedIn. See hey. that? Okay. I even beat Diane, who Slipstick is like number, you know, she's got, I know Diane from Slipstick here. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't compete with me and we don't compete, but this blog here is number one. And that's just those three words. So that's SEO working its magic. Okay. okay. So you don't have to have a big campaign to do that stuff. Now, the second thing is. Uh, so when you go into your analytics here, okay, this is my website analytics. Right. I just did the last month because I'm going to tell you a two part of the story. So I just did May. So look over here. Things are tootling along good, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, what happened over here? 654 hits, 809. See here? 
And that's a huge dive, and over the weekend, it's always low. Well, this blog over here, I happened to know was going to hit big. I put this blog right here up, what, a week and a half ago? Okay. And it already has 2,300 hits in a week and a half. It's a, wow. it's a Windows update error that I fixed. See? Something went wrong. So now we're going to take that title, and I'm going to show you in Google. I always log in without, you know, being logged into Gmail. And now I'm ranked right here for that exact error. See that? Yep. So now that takes people to, I'm sorry, I got my two windows here rolling. So now <laughs> that circles to over here and people see this and then this is updated, right? Right. So this is an SEO error blog. It's different than this one here, the five common issues. This is one where actually I'm helpful to people. And I do get calls from it, but because this error is so horrible, I can't take calls for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Microsoft update issue. But the point is, is that this is uh, helpful. 2,300 people have read that, and they've been to my site now. And this took me literally probably a half hour to write all that content. Okay. So I wrote, now, good luck, Googlers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here's my call to action at the bottom. See? Okay. Every blog I have, I put this down here, schedule time with me, and this, you know, encourages people to book an appointment. Okay. I put it on every blog. Yep. And then I put a little thing about me here. So it tells people, like, I'm a real person. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So a couple questions on um, kind of what we just ran through, Ron. And the first one is, have you noticed that ever, or putting a blog on a social media at, uh, um posts such as LinkedIn, um, Facebook, or even Medium, which is a, a blogging site that's starting to really catch up now. Um, do you notice that putting it on those type of sites kind of give you more pull to come into your site? Um, or is it kind of just depending on how you've developed that SEO, it's kind of go where it's going to go because of the SEO that you put into the blog? You know what? Let me, share, let me show you that again there with LinkedIn because it, sure. it happens to be a, a level of interest thing, Okay. Okay. So I'm going to show you, I've done a lot of these publications and see here, two reasons why you want to check your junk mail. 112 people interested in that. Okay. Nobody cares about junk mail. Here's a Salesforce one. You know, here's pros and cons of Office 365. I mean, I've kind of put out a lot of variety. So this one here, 3,400, 2016 stuck on processing. That's a, that's an error, you know? So people are mm -hmm. still liking errors on LinkedIn. Okay. You know what? I still throw them out there for the SEO purposes and to relink to my website because remember down here when I put this out, I put this immediately in here. I just knew right. that for some reason. So to me, it, it gets them over to my site and it pulls them over to my other stuff. Okay. You know, and then I also get some comments in here at the bottom from people, you know, which that's a lot on LinkedIn for a regular nerd blog, you know, but okay. I, I reply back to folks. Gotcha. But um, let me show you in the LinkedIn itself. I'm, I don't know if I should be sharing this, but, you know, when you put a share out here, I don't get that many people that like my stuff. Okay. LinkedIn has changed. So I'm like, if I do it, I write an article and push the article because I'm like, what's the point? Right. I mean, nobody, I don't know who all these people are that get thousands of likes on stuff. It ain't me. <laughs> gotcha. I'm not very no, popular not. that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I noticed that... Um, you have different, uh, so there's, this is going to be a, uh, two questions. So um, the first question is, I noticed that you have the regular URL that's going to go to your site, and then you have your bit.ly URLs to kind of uh, track 
that way. And obviously you're tracking the traffic with Google Analytics as well. Um, do you find it easier to use a bit.ly URL to track that sort of deal or the Google Analytics gives you a better result? Um, and why do you kind of switch to both of them? Yeah, I use the bit.ly, which I'm sharing here for certain things so I can mm -hmm. watch the hits. Uh, okay. This was one that was from, I think, a social media, 16 hits, which to me, 16 doesn't excite me. 43 is better, but 224 is good. You know, okay. I've got some big ones down here. You know, I got my scheduler. One has uh, thousands, you know, because that's right here. That's the scheduling. Gotcha. But the Bitly, here's the nice thing about Bitly is if you're going to put out a blog on social media, use a Bitly because then you can see exactly who clicked on that link for yeah. that purpose. If you do over here, uh, this is just a blog link and you can't track that. Um, right. I don't like the Google Analytics for that. So I do use Bitly's, especially when I'm doing like a newsletter. That's always nice too, even though the newsletter does mm. it. But um, but yeah, but if, you know, I'll tell you over here in the blog, in your Google Analytics, if you are blogging, this is really helpful. You can see all my blogs are how-tos. See that? Ah, okay. okay so we'll just review this. Here's a f the bait click one. Here's a how-to because people search how to do stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, hot fix, that's an exact... Kind of an exact error because people need it. Here's the OST guide. How that's my one of my operation ones. You know, a lot of the the stuff that people are searching. And this kind of goes into my second question as well, which you just probably just answered right now. Is when you're creating these URLs. So I know they um a lot of people tend to use WordPress um as a, a majority of those, and they auto generate the URL off of the title of the blog. Um, do you find it more successful to just mimic what the blog title is as the URL, or do you modify that URL to maybe be shorter, to maybe as a better keyword phrase um, that may be different than what you called the title of the blog? Well, let me show you here what I do in a new post. Just to, mm -hmm. like Matt and I go into it a little more in depth with but this is basics. Sure. The post title here, okay, when you put that there, it creates a permalink. All right. All right. The permalink is to me very important with Google. Mm -hmm. That's really important. This is not so much. I have plenty of blogs out there. That I take that out. Okay? okay. Then you will put Lisa is cool here. Okay. okay. And now if you want to do some little snazzy stuff, you know, the H1 is what Google loves also. Now my H1, you have to do it on your website. You have to change the font size because by default, it's like super huge. Right. So you want to get it down to like what's normal. Okay. And then down here, you can put the, you know, type away stuff. I, I, with my website, I like doing this bold black and here's why. Cause I got a lot of older people, no offense that, you know, they like to read stuff like this where they can see it on their phones. It's a little bigger, you know, and I've learned gotcha. that my audience are not millennials. They can't do that gray black font. You know, they like this, they can read it. Sometimes I just do regular here, but uh, for the most part, that is my, my thing. Then over okay. here, this down here, this could be H, whatever, doesn't matter, however you want it to look. Now, people are like, well, what's up with tags? Well, tags are really only value to me with SEO blogs. So, okay. So, if you're trying to learn my magic, you can, but I'm going to tell you that I have a magic thing I do to make it all work, you know? <laughs> right, to put all the pieces together. Yeah, I mean, it's just not doing this, this, and that, but, you know, tags are super important. They help, a tag might help another blog that's suffering, you know? So okay. I use tags as like handicaps for other blogs. Uh, when okay. I was doing that Minneapolis computer repair, you betcha I was going back and adding <laughs> in tags, okay? Gotcha. But the thing is you have to manipulate the 
the paragraph here. I mean, back when I started that, Google was different, and people are like, well, the Penguin algorithm changed, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I don't pay attention to algorithms. I don't really <laughs> care if Google changes stuff, because right now I'm just doing content stuff. I right. mean, I'm not using backlinks and all this weird stuff. I don't use Yoast. I don't use anything. I just use straight up what WordPress gives you, you know? Okay. So a lot of people, and here's the thing is if you're going to write just a simple blog for your community, you might, what community do you live in? Like, uh, uh, Portage Park is where I live. Portage. Okay. Well, you could say, you know, something like a computer virus alert for Portage Park, you know, let's just put it that way. Illinois. Okay. So, I mean, at least you're putting in some keywords that if someone's out searching virus removals or something, you might attract them with that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then, and then being able to create whatever it is, as far as an actual post that's speaking to the person versus the audience or the masses in general, it's going to hit. Gotcha. And you want to write something like, you know, when you're talking, you want to say our clients, we support you, you know, here's typical things they call us about, Make them feel like they can react to you and that you're helping, you know, how they want. They don't like gotcha. they don't like calling the 800 numbers. They don't like offshore. They don't want Geek Squad, you know, and they want to talk to a real person. And gotcha. now everybody's happy about support local. Right. So exactly. support local, you know, and I'm not local. <laughs> Do you know how many people turn me down, Paco? Because, yeah, let me show you a prime example of um, there's a. Office 365, I think, uh, Denver. This is all I have. Just those three words. And I'm down here somewhere. I was. Anyway, the Denver people are not about. <laughs> Going outside uh -huh. of the room, huh? Nope. They love their Denver. Yeah, see right here? Okay. Well, I have a lot of clients from Denver. So, of course, I market there. But, boy, I got hung up on the other day. With <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. She was like, well, I want local. <laughs> well, Lisa, I think we got a lot of great information as yeah. far as, I mean, a, a lot of tons of information. We got a lot of visual information as well for those that are watching the video as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to kind of share before we kind of uh, wrap up the uh, interview portion of the show? So uh, we'll put some links in there for the computer business breakthrough class that me and Matthew did. There's 50 videos, uh, 10 interviews with guests and 40 segments and I think 10 courses. It was really uh, a long process yeah. for us to do. And we both really enjoyed it and we're still marketing it. It's still great. We have a Facebook group. Um, my SEO services, if you want to email me, I don't have the official everything ready, but I am doing it. Lisa at callthatgirl.biz. And if you need Outlook support or Office 365 help migrations, you can email me as well. Perfect. I think yep. that's and all I have. Okay. And I can attest to the computer breakthrough. Uh, sir. I mean, for those that look at it, um, you just can't look at it as a cost. It's an investment to what you're going to have to make even more money. And that's what it all comes down to in the end of the day is being able to make the money to get that freedom that you want, whether it's you're leaving your uh, job because you're doing this part time or you're trying to scale out and just trying to figure out how to go to the next phase um, of your business. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, last I checked, there was some payment options as well to help with that investment if that will help um, get you to the next level. Uh, Lisa, I appreciate you coming out. Thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing that information. And uh, we'll go into the uh, marketing tip of the week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. No problem. And then this week, guys, for the marketing tip of the week, um, it's going to be a twofold. 
Um, one, you want to always make sure you brand yourself. Um, me and Lisa were talking about this earlier today where you should never have an opportunity that you either are not in the position to brand yourself when the opportunity arise, whether that's business cards, postcards, you're on a webinar per se, that you're speaking on a subject matter. You always have to brand yourself because those that are interested in hearing what you have to say may not catch a lot of the contact details or may not want to wait um, for that contact information. So having those type of deals to brand yourself right away is very key. And as a good friend of mine and mentor always says, time kills all deals. So that is something that you want to make sure that you really go up front. And the other piece of it too is as you're going into a lot of these new endeavors for marketing, ensure that you beta test and make sure that you test these things out before you kind of go into it. Um, perfect example, um, we tried to go live today with this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. And although I thought I had everything all set up, Turns out that the package that I purchased probably is not the one that can connect to doing it live. Um, so being that it's the other account here that I just couldn't get the technical know-how to do um, and just didn't get the chance to reach out to Matt on how to get that connected over on the TechSite Builder website. So again, this is something to beta test, um, especially to do it before you go live with an endeavor that you're doing and uh, kind of go from there. So that's what... Uh, We'll leave you for the marketing tip of the week. So thank you again for everyone that is tuning in, but let's keep this conversation going. Head on over to the computerbusinessmarketing.com website and let us know what you think in the comment section below in the show notes. Also, don't forget, you can always send us questions and feedback to mail at techsitebuilder.com or you can visit computerbusinessmarketing.com. Also, for those that are listening to this, um, the audio version of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, even if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. As you all are aware, we did restart um, the, the show from Computer Business Podcast to this new show of Computer Business Marketing. So we're just at the ground level and we want to rebuild and let the community out there know um, that we're here. And we just love to hear your feedback. So every comment that you do leave, it also helps us to uh, the podcast to be found by others that are out there. Finally, if you don't forget to check out our sponsors, Unconvention.io and TechSite Builder. And thank you for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is Paco LeBron saying here's to your success. Your success.